The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is again the beginning of our gospel reading for this past Sunday, which was the second Sunday after the Epiphany. We're looking at John chapter 1, verses 29 to 34, where the Apostle John writes, the next day, John, John the Baptist, saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is the one I meant when I said, A man who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but the reason I came baptizing with water was that he might be revealed to Israel. Then John gave this testimony. I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. Then John, I would not have known him except that the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, the man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is he who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and I testify that this is the Son of God. My dear friends in Christ, the mission of the Lamb's forerunner, the mission of Jesus, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, of his forerunner, John the Baptist, was to prepare the way for the Lord, to baptize people and to preach, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, repent and believe the good news, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Jesus is the Lamb of God, and calling Jesus the Lamb of God this light, this way, what John was doing is he was pointing us to all of those lambs who were sacrificed in the temple and, and for the Passover, in Israel, and remember the first Passover, that was celebrated down in Egypt when the Israelites were enslaved there. The Israelites, each household, were supposed to take a lamb, unblemished lamb, year old lamb. They were to sacrifice that lamb, take blood from the lamb, and put it on the door frames of their homes, and then what happened that night is that the angel of death, which was the Lord Jesus himself, he passed over those homes where the blood of the lamb was on the door frames of the homes. But all the firstborn children and animals were killed in the homes of those who didn't have the blood of the Passover lamb on the door frames of their homes. After all the firstborn, or so many of the firstborn among the Egyptians were killed like that, what happened is that then finally the Egyptian pharaoh said to Moses, take those people and get out of here. He let the people go as Moses had been requesting. They were finally freed from their slavery. After that, Every year, the Israelite families were supposed to celebrate the Passover to remember how God had freed them from their slavery in Egypt. They were supposed to celebrate the Passover by sacrificing again a lamb 
to recall how God had spared their firstborn from being killed by the angel of death, as had been the case for the Egyptian people. But the Passover wasn't just to point those people back to what happened in Egypt. The Passover, more significantly, was supposed to point the people ahead to Jesus the Savior, to Jesus the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. By sacrificing himself on the cross, what Jesus did is Jesus made the required payment to pay for all the sins of everyone, to free us from a slavery that's worse than slavery in Egypt. And now see, that's the mission of the Lamb, to free us from our sins, to win for us eternal salvation. And now all people can be freed from slavery to sin, Satan, death, and hell because what Jesus did is he paid for the punishment of absolutely everyone. He opens the gates of paradise for you and for me. John says of Jesus, though, I myself did not know him. That's interesting because remember, John and Jesus, they were cousins and, well, they must have known each other. Elizabeth and Mary, their mothers, they knew each other. So John and Jesus must have known each other whether or not they had met prior to this, that we don't, prior to these occurrences, we don't know that. But John's point here is that, is not that he didn't know Jesus as his cousin, rather he didn't know or fully comprehend Jesus to be the promised one, the seed of the woman who would crush the devil's head, or the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, until the Holy Spirit descended on him in the form of a dove when John was baptizing Jesus. Even John, who prepared the way for the Lord, he couldn't figure out who Jesus was of his own brain power. He needed the Holy Spirit to work on his heart to reveal Jesus to him. Like John, we also couldn't know Jesus as the Savior unless the Holy Spirit reveals him to us. The Apostle Paul said, no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. John was told that Jesus would baptize with the Holy Spirit. And now just think about that. What that tells us is that Jesus not only would sacrifice himself to pay for all of our sins, he also sends the Holy Spirit to us to make us believers. Well, and then to build us up and keep us in the faith to keep us in the faith until he gets us safely to our eternal home in heaven. If Jesus didn't send the Holy Spirit to us, we, like John, could never know Jesus as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Jesus does absolutely everything for us so that we can be with him eternally 
So let's appreciate the, mess, the mission of the Lamb. Let's be so thankful that the Holy Spirit has worked on my heart and on your heart so that in faith we can look to Jesus. We can look at Jesus, the Lamb of God, who takes away my sins, your sins, and the sins of the world. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, thank you for sending John the Baptist to prepare the way for the Lord. Thank you for the Holy Spirit working through John's words so we can look to Jesus, the Lamb of God, and know he takes away our sins so we can be sure of heaven. We pray in his name, amen. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always.